Welcome to the She Connects podcast. My name is Susan Vandenhubel, and I am honored to be your host each and every week. This is an extension of my ministry, She Rises, that allows me to connect with women in the online space. You can learn more about me and my ministry at www.sherisesmn.org or simply tap the link in the show notes. But for now, let's dive into this week's episode. Well, hey everyone, welcome back to the show. I am starting just this week, I'm starting a new little mini series on your identity in Christ. And so make sure that you come back next week and over the next few weeks as we dive into specific pieces of who you are in Christ, the identity, the position that has been given to you, that has been provided for you through Jesus Christ, his complete finished work on on the cross. And I do want to say that the the areas of our identity that I'm going to be covering in this mini series. It's not an exhaustive list, but it's definitely going to be key areas that you can begin to apply, apply to your faith, apply to your walk with the Lord and, you know, and just really allowing him to even show you additional pieces of who you are in Christ. So Buckle up. Um, I'm excited that you're here. Make sure that you're sharing the podcast. Leave some stars. Um, I I love the stars and um, that just really helps the podcast reach more people. All right. So I have been I've been invited uh, over the past several months to talk on the topic of identity in so many different ways recently on on a, just a number of, of different podcast shows invited to speak uh, on, the, on the topic of identity. I had a had an interview for um, a television program back a few months ago. And I mean, so I just really thought, I think that I, I should do a little mini series on, on identity because clearly this is something that keeps coming up and I keep receiving invitations to lift my voice for, about this topic. And so, of course, you know, it's really the overarching mission um, for She Rises, that women would know the truth of who they are in Christ and that they would be able to set aside whatever is holding them back from understanding that truth and walking in that truth. Because those are, those are, two separate things like we we can hear the truth but then we need to apply it and begin walking in it and so identity is something that i'm very very passionate about because it's something that god has done in me it's been a really deep and freeing work on the inside of me and you've heard me say if you've been around here long enough that what i that i believe what god does in us he then wants to do through us and you know clearly we are living we are living in a culture where there is an identity crisis um, in our world and i mean we we see it everywhere it's plastered everywhere this identity crisis i don't think that it's anything new and i i'm going to get into that here in just a couple of minutes it's it's nothing new and so I I don't know if it's just because of, you know, technology and people are maybe talking about it a little bit more where it seems to be a little more prevalent, but I would probably err on the side that it's just because it's because there's just been so much confusion in the world and, you know, we are moving away from 
you know, godly values and, and those types of things that, that we once were, were like really deeply rooted and grounded in. And so truth has become kind of a relative a relative term, a relative topic, you know, where, where somebody has their truth and, and another person has their truth and, and, you know, and so you speak your truth and I'll speak my truth and we'll meet in the middle and, and hope that we can, you know, find some common ground when really there's only one truth. And that is Jesus Christ. He said, I am the way, the truth and the life. And so we have to, we have to let go of everything that, that society is trying to convince us that is truth and go back to the source. What did Jesus say? What did Jesus say about truth and specifically about who we are in, in Christ? And I think that the world serves us up what I refer to as a buffet. And we've all been to a buffet style type restaurant where, you know, you can go up with your, you know, grab a plate and, and, you know, put different things on your plate to, to try and, you know, go back to your table if it doesn't, um, if it doesn't taste good, it's not enjoyable to you, it, you know, really didn't meet your expectations. It's okay. You can kind of slide it aside and, and return to the buffet for something else, give something else a whirl. And so when we apply that, spiritually speaking, it's kind of what the world is trying to convince us that there's all these different, these different things, these different methods that we can try as women to feel better about ourselves, to gain confidence, to feel more secure, and, and to just really feel, you know, just better about who we are as individuals, as women, when all of those things on this side of heaven, they're all subject to change. Every single one of every single one of the things that the world is trying to convince us that uh, that are you know are going to meet those needs uh, the the needs that you know that that we have on the inside of us they're all subject to change and you know the labels that that we assign ourselves as women they generally point more toward uh, what we do or how we're perceived rather than really the truth of who we are. Our identity isn't found in anything on this side of heaven. It's found in Christ. It's found in what he has done for us and and the truth that he he says and speaks over our lives and, and over our future. It's, it's so much more than what we see in the mirror um, because that can change, right? We can't, we can't base our security and our confidence and our identity in our image because I don't know about you, but, you know, I'm aging gracefully, but, you know, I'm getting some wrinkles and, <laughs> you know, uh, and, you know, age is starting to set in. And, and I mean, I don't think I'm old by, by any stretch of imagination, but I am aging gracefully and the natural aging process, like our image changes, you know, our, our, our skin changes and the elasticity changes and our metabolism changes and things change. And so we can't even place all of our confidence in our identity, even in our image, we can't we can't place it in in any roles or positions or titles or a job because again, all of that is subject to change. And and you know another thing that that the world wants us to believe is that you and I are our triumphs, or we are our, our mistakes, that we are our past, or that we are our future. And just none of that is true. Because again, all of those things are subject to change. The truth is 
that you were created by God and that he knew you. Um, he knew you before he formed you in the womb, the book of Jeremiah says. You are a masterpiece. Psalm 139 says that you've been fearfully and wonderfully created in God's image. You know, I think that even on top of everything that the world is trying to sell us, we now live in a culture that is obsessed with electronics. It's obsessed with electronics. And can I just humbly encourage every single one of us? And you know what? I'm speaking to myself too, uh, because you know I'm not immune to the same pressures that you are experiencing and the same draw of the world. And so I speak to myself when I say that we need to stop looking at social media and you know mainstream media and women's magazines for for how we should look and what we should do and the things that we should have. We need to stop looking for answers. We need to stop looking for our confidence and our security in those things. And instead, we need to look up. We need to look up to the truth, Jesus, right? That's where we need to look is Jesus. And, you know, it's it's really just grieving to my heart the, the amount of self-shaming talk that women engage in every single week is is just astonishing. And and again, you know, I too I have to watch myself in this area because it's easy. It's an it's a trap that is easy to fall into because we, you know, we we kind of just gradually start to slip into, you know, we're looking toward, we're looking at these other things in this world. And then we, we really quickly, we, we begin to feel ourselves kind of deflating and feeling like we're not measuring up and we're not good enough. And we're comparing ourselves to someone else's success or, or what they're doing or how many, how many followers there have, they have, or how many, you know, books they're selling or, you know, who their friends are or where they're working or whatever it is that's going on in their lives. And all of a sudden we start engaging in this self-shaming talk and it's not healthy and it doesn't, it, it it's not helpful and it's not going to feed our faith. And I, I just, I want to humbly remind us and encourage us that the cure for the insecure is to find their security in Jesus Christ. Because as we've established, everything on this side of heaven is subject to change. But if we become firmly rooted and deeply grounded in the truth of who we are in Christ and his truth, then we are being firmly established and rooted and grounded in the one who changes not. He changes not. He says in the book of Hebrews, Jesus says, I, I change not. I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I don't know about you, friend, but if there is one thing, <laughs> uh, there's many things that we can count on in this world, but if there is one really big thing that you and I can, can count on in this world is change, right? And it seems like it's, it's like things are changing really quick in our world. And it seems like every single day we're waking up and something new has changed. Something new has, has happened and unfolded and developed overnight. And so 
we we can't we can't base anything of of truth on this side of heaven and and so man when we discover the truth of who we are in Christ it allows us to be so anchored in him so anchored and you know an anchor is only as secure as that to which it's attached to let me repeat that an anchor is only as secure as that which it's attached to and that is why we need to be anchored in truth anchored in Jesus Christ i think that one of the things that that i really want to effectively communicate in this week's episode is is that god desires for you to know this truth and that know it so well that you live it that you breathe it that you drink it in that it's like oxygen um that it is just a part of who you are and that and that no matter no matter if no one else ever talked to you ever um you never heard another episode or you never read another book or you never heard another message about identity it wouldn't matter because you were so secure in it. You know it. You know it. And so I'm grateful that you're tuning in. I hope that you come back for this mini series. But you know what? My heart for you is to, to understand this and walk in this, even if I wasn't here telling you this, even if someone else wasn't a part of your life telling you this, that you knew it. You know, one of the interviews that I had recently, someone asked me, you know, where, where did this, where did this begin, this identity crisis? Where, you know, what, in my opinion, what, what is the origin of it? And, you know, I didn't really have to think all that long. I I feel like really, when we look at the Bible, we can trace it back to the garden. We can go all the way back to the garden because it began with Eve, right? It began with Eve. She was in the garden. She was in, you know, the the garden of Eden. She was in paradise with Adam. They had everything that they needed. It was a beautiful place. They were in communion, um, not only with one another, but with God. And God had provided everything that they needed. And the serpent, the devil, came in sly and slippery and cunning as he is and as you know he's not up to anything new and so that really kind of gives us hope that we can be aware of of his tactics because he's not creative he's not the creator there's only one creator and and his name is God and so he's not up to anything new but when we look at the garden he came in and he and he started he started questioning Eve he started asking specific questions that led her to begin to question what god said about her to to question what god had given to her and what god had provided for her she began to look at herself and her surroundings and began to ask is this it? Is this enough? Am I enough? Do I have everything that 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 God has said that that he gave to me? Is it really true? And so she began to question and the devil planted that that lie in her mind and she she just really began to feed that. And so that's why it's really important that we that we go to the truth and 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 that is how we we can replace the lie when when the devil is trying to lie to us and we are aware of those lies we can't replace the lie with the truth if we don't first know the truth right so we have to know the truth eve's identity was already secure 
It was already secure. God had made that made that possible for her, and he's made it possible for you too. So the first area of our identity in Christ that I want to talk about this week is that you are loved. You are loved. And, you know, I think that, gosh, if I can just go on record as saying, I think that in our culture, I I feel like, dare I say, um, our modern day culture has kind of cheapened the the definition of love. And, you know, we just kind of toss that word around just so, so casually and just kind of, you know, we attach that word to everything nowadays. Um, you know, we love everything from from our pets to our our, you know, our new pair of shoes to our favorite drink at Starbucks. Right. Um, we We just we use that word and we toss it about just so casually and and yet it has such a deeper meaning and such a deeper such a deeper purpose when we look at really the origin and the truth of love first john chapter 4 verse 9 19 says that we love because god first loved us we love because god first loved us do you know that God loved you long before anyone had a chance to betray you? God loved you long before anyone had a chance to withdraw their love from you. God loved you long before anyone had a chance to change their mind about whether or not they would love you. He loved you long before any of that. And that love for you has never, ever changed. Not even once. I like to describe his love as being loyal. I love that word. <laughs> there I go. I use that word love. See, I say it too, right? Um, it, it's just kind of part of who we are. But but when we think about God's love that, that has been given to us and that that is available to us every single day, it's loyal. It, there are no strings attached. And I don't know your story. I don't know. I don't know um, if your story contains pain in in regard to someone maybe withdrawing their love from you or maybe even verbalizing to you that, you know, I don't I don't really know that I love you anymore. Or, you know, now that I think about it. Um, you know, I've been in a relationship with you, uh, you know, for a while, but now that I think about it, I don't know that I ever really did love you. And so I, I'm just not, I'm just not, you know, vested in this anymore and invested in this relationship anymore. And, and maybe part of your story is, is someone has withdrawn their love and they've changed their mind about, about you in this way. But God isn't like that. Again, he says, I change not. I change not. And that includes his thoughts and his heart towards you about how he loves you. His love towards you is limitless. His love towards you pursues you and it will chase you down and, and it, it, it knows no bounds. And he, he, he won't allow his, his love to be contained by, by boxes and, and there's no, there's no limits. There's no walls. There's no obstacles that can prevent his love from reaching 
teaching you. His love can flow down into the very into the very crevices of your heart and reach the the very depths of your pain. And and I, I want to say that God's love. I don't know your experience when it comes to someone saying that they love you, and yet and yet that love wasn't right, and that that love maybe wasn't pure. And and I want to say to you that God's love is not like any other love that you have ever experienced in an earthly relationship because God's love is pure. God's love is right. God's love will never manipulate you. God's love will never abuse you. God's love will never strong arm you. He is a gentleman. His love is tender. His love is gentle. His love is loyal. And I also want to say that his love, it conquers your fear. His love conquers your fear because it's so powerful. His love is powerful that yes, it's gentle. Yes, it's tender, but it's a powerful force in our lives. And scripture tells us that it casts out fear. Scripture tells us that it casts out fear. In 1 John chapter 4 and verse 18, uh, 1 John chapter 4 verse 18, it says there is no fear in love for perfect love drives out fear. Let me repeat that. 1 John chapter 4, verse 18. There is no fear in love. Perfect love drives out fear. God's love for you is perfect. God's love for you is perfect. And God's love for you is more than enough. And it's his love. It's his love that drives out fear. And so maybe for you today, as this identity, this piece of your identity in Christ, maybe maybe there's been a part of you that that maybe you just feel a little bit hesitant to, to just really lean into this piece of your identity. And there's this fear in your mind that he's going to change his mind about loving you. Perfect love, his perfect love can drive out that fear. Maybe there's been a fear in you that that his love isn't real, that maybe there's some sort of agenda. There's something just kind of lurking below the surface and and you're just waiting for that shoe to drop. And there's there's maybe some suspicion and and you're just maybe, you know, you know that something somewhere is going to come up. Something somewhere is going to surface. You're just you're just sure of it. Listen. His perfect love can drive out that fear because, again, his love is unlike any other um, relationship that you have been in on this side of heaven. He loves you fully and completely right now at this very moment, not when you get yourself together not when you have matured more in your faith, not when you not when when you feel like you are enough, not when you feel like you are lovable. He loves you perfectly and completely and fully right now. Even in all of your imperfections and all of your flaws and and you might be having to um, work through something. We're all going through something right now. We're all coming up higher in our faith. We are all working on something. No one has arrived, including me. 
every single one of us. But you know what? That doesn't mean that God loves us any less. He doesn't love someone else because they're farther along in their faith and he loves you. That woman that that somehow and for some reason stands a little bit taller in your eyes because she she just seems to know a little bit more scripture than you. You feel like her prayers are more effective than you. You feel like she carries herself differently than you. She seems more confident, more secure. And and so, yeah, I can see how, how maybe God could love her fully and completely and perfectly, but I'm not like her yet. And I'm trying to reach that point. And when I do, then I will know that I am perfectly and fully and completely loved. Listen, the devil is lying to you, sister. The enemy is lying to you. That is not true. We need to be able to arrest that thought and we need to be able to again go to the source of truth and ask ourselves is what I'm thinking is what what I'm entertaining in my mind the thoughts and the feelings that I'm having can this be supported biblically is this something that I can open up my Bible and I can find biblical support that this is what God thinks about me that this is what God says about me listen he could not love you any more than he loves you right now at this very moment, even in your mess, even in even in your imperfections, even in your flaws, even in even in those areas of your life where maybe you're you know, you're, you're trying to mature and you're trying to grow and you're trying to grow deeper. He loves you. He loves you. He he hasn't changed his mind and he will never withdraw his love from you. He's never going to do that because it's loyal. His love for you is loyal. So again, he's not going to love you when, when you reach a certain place, when you reach a certain standard. Man, if if that's how if that's how we're living and if that's the faith that that we are believing in, wow, you know what? We're never going to reach that because the goalpost is always going to move. The goalpost of the the goalpost is always going to move. Instead, we need to drop our anchor and be fully secure and he loves me right now. He loves me right now fully and completely right now at this very moment and he could not love me any more than he does right now and when i make a mistake if i make a mistake if i fail at something tomorrow if i if i mess up if if i behave in a way that doesn't reflect god if if i don't somehow measure up in some way tomorrow or next week or next month or any time in my future He's not going to withdraw his love from me. He's not going to change his mind about me. He's going to love me the same at this moment and tomorrow when I wake up, his love will still be there. And the next day and the day after that and next week and next month and all of the days of my life because it's who he is. It's who he is. We love because he first loved us. It begins and it ends in Jesus. It begins and it ends in him, in Jesus. And he loves you. He loves you and he will never change his mind about that. He will never withdraw it. His love is loyal. And so can I humbly encourage you this week to do a deep dive 
into the love of God for you. And I don't know, maybe maybe this is going to start a love revolution in your life. And there's you're just going to be awakened um, to this piece of identity in Christ that you are fully, perfectly, and completely loved right now. And, and so maybe this is the area that God wants you to focus on. Invite him, make room for him to be able to speak into your life in this area and allow him to just really download into your spirit just what he wants you to know and what he knows you need to hear about this piece of your identity in Christ because it's so important and he wants you to know. He wants you to be fully grounded, fully secure, and anchored in his love for you. All right, so this is covers our first piece in our identity in Christ. Come back next week, same place, same time. Next week, we're going to cover another piece of our identity in Christ and share the podcast. Tell your friends, tell your sister, your mom, the lady at the grocery store, your, your group at church. Because listen, as women, we need this reminder, don't we? We need this reminder because we are being bombarded on the daily and we need to be reminded no, no, no. This is who I am. This is the truth. And I'm going to, I'm going to let go. Uh, and I'm going to exchange the lie for the truth of who I am in Christ. Amen. All right. I love you. I'm championing you forward. I'm believing in you and for you. Have a great rest of your week and I will catch you next week. Thank you so much for joining me this week. It was great connecting with you. Hey, would you do me a quick favor that would mean the world to me? Would you go ahead and leave a few stars and a review or even a comment? It not only means so much to me, but in the online space and the podcasting world, the more stars, reviews, and comments that a podcast receives, the further the reach. It ranks up a little bit higher in Google searches, which then results in reaching more women with this amazing content. So if you are blessed and enjoying, you know, just the content that you are hearing here on the podcast, would you go ahead and leave a few stars, a review, and some comments? It means the world to me. Thank you so much, and I'll catch you right back here, same place, same time, next week.